Thank you, Father God, for giving us ears to hear and eyes to see. Thank you today, February 11th, the reading of your word from Exodus 32.1 to 33.23. When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said, Take the gold rings from the ears of your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me. All the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it into shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, O Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Aaron saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar in front of the calf. Then he announced, Tomorrow will be a festival to the Lord. The people got up the next morning to sacrifice burnt offerings and peace offerings. After this, they celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged in pagan revelry. The Lord said to Moses, Quick! Go down the mountain. Your people whom you brought from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. How quickly they have turned away from the way I commanded them to live. They have melted down gold and made a calf, and they have bowed down and sacrificed to it. They are saying they are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Then the Lord said, I have seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are. Now leave me alone so my fierce anger can blaze against them, and I will destroy them. Then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation. But Moses tried to pacify the Lord his God. O Lord, he said, why are you so angry with your own people whom you brought from the land of Egypt? with such great power and such a strong hand. Why let the people, why let the Egyptians say their God rescued them with the evil intention of slaughtering them in the mountains and wiping them from the face of the earth? Turn away from your fierce anger, change your mind about this terrible disaster you have threatened against your people. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You bound yourself with an oath to them saying i will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven and i will give them all of this land that i have promised to you your descendants and they will possess it forever so the lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had threatened to bring on his people then moses turned and went down the mountain he held in his hands the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. These tablets were God's work. The words on them were written by God himself. When Joshua heard the boisterous noise of the people shouting below them, he exclaimed to Moses, It sounds like war in the camp. But Moses replied, No, it is not a shadow of victory nor the wailing of defeat, I hear the sound of celebration. When they came near the camp, Moses saw the calf and the dancing 
and he burned with anger. He threw the stone tablets to the ground, smashing them on the foot of the mountain. He took the calf they had made and burned it. Then he ground it into powder, threw it in the water, and forced the people to drink it. Finally, he turned to Aaron and demanded, What did these people do to you to make you bring such terrible sin upon them? Don't get so upset, my lord, Aaron replied. You yourself know how evil these people are. They said to me, Make us a god who will lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So I told them, Whoever has gold jewelry, take it off. When they brought it to me, I simply threw it in the fire, and out came this calf. <laughs> Moses saw that Aaron had let the people get completely out of control much to the amusement of their enemies. So he stood at the entrance of the camp and shouted, All of you who are on the Lord's side, come here and join me. And all the Levites gathered around him. Moses told them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Each of you, take your sword and go back and forth from one end of the camp to the other. Kill everyone, even your brothers, friends, and neighbors, the Levites obeyed Moses' command, and about 3,000 people died that day. Then Moses told the Levites, Today you have ordained yourself for the service of the Lord, for you, you obeyed him even though it meant killing your own sons and brothers. Today you have earned a blessing. The next day Moses said to the people, You have committed a terrible sin, but I will go back up to the Lord in the mountain, perhaps I will be able to obtain forgiveness for your sins. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, what a terrible sin these people have committed. They have made gods a goal for themselves, but, but now, if you will only forgive their sins, but if not, erase my name from the record you have written. But the Lord replied to Moses, No, I will erase the name of everyone who has sinned against me. Now go, lead the people to the place I told you about. Look, my angel will lead the way before you, and when, he, and when I come to call the people to account, I will certainly hold them responsible for their sins. Then the Lord sent a great plague upon the people because they had worshipped the calf Aaron had made. The Lord said to Moses, Get going, and you and the people you brought up from the land of Egypt. Go up to the land I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I told them, I will give them this land. I will give this land to your descendants, and I will send an angel before you to drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Parasites, Hibites, and Jezebites. Go up to this land that flows with milk and honey, but I will not travel among you, for you are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I did, I, I would surely destroy you along the way. When Moses heard these stern words, they went into mourning and stopped wearing their jewelry and fine clothes. For the Lord has said to Moses to tell them, you are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I were to travel with you for a moment, I would destroy you. Remove your jewelry and fine clothing while I decide what to do with you. 
So from that time they left Mount Sinai, the Israelites wore no more jewelry or fine clothes. It was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance from the camp. Everyone who wanted to make a request of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting and all the people would get up and stand in the entrance of their own tents, tents. they would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. As he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hoover at his entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When the people saw the clouds standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. One day Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, Take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me I know you by name, and I look favorably on you. It is true that you look favorably on me. Let me know your ways, so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked for. I look favorably on you, and I know you by name. Moses responded, Then show me your glorious presence. The Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will call out my name, Yahweh, before you, for I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. But you may not look directly at my face, for no one may see me alive and live. The Lord continued, Look, stand here, me, stand near me on this rock. As my glorious presence passes by, I will hide you in the crevice of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and let you see me from behind, but my face will not be seen. Amen. Woohoo! Amazing stuff. Matthew twenty six, sixty nine to chapter twenty seven, verse fourteen. Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came over and said to him, you were one of those with Jesus, the Galilean. But Peter denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Later, out by the gate, another servant girl noticed him and said to those standing around, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. 
Again, Peter denied it, this time with an oath. I don't even know the man, he said. A little later, some of the other bystanders came over to Peter and said, You must be one of them we can tell by your Galilean accent. Peter swore, A curse on me if I am lying. I don't know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. Suddenly Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. And he went away weeping bitterly. Very early in the morning, the leading priests and the elders of the people met again to lay plans to putting Jesus to death. Then they bound him, led him away, and took him to a pilot, the Roman governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, realized that Jesus had been condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. So he took the thirty pieces of silver back to the leading priest and the elder and elders. I have sinned, he declares, for I have betrayed an innocent man. What do we care? They retorted. That's your problem. Then Judas threw the silver coins down in the temple and went out and hung himself. The leading priest picked up the coins. It wouldn't be right to put this money in the temple treasury, they said, since it was payment for murder. After some discussion, they finally decided to buy the potter's field, and they made it into a cemetery for foreigners. That is why this field is still called the field of blood. This fulfilled the prophecy in, of Jeremiah that says, They took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of which he was valued by the people of Israel, and purchased the potter's field as the Lord directed. Now Jesus was standing before Pilate, the Roman governor. Are you king of the Jews? The governor asked him. Jesus replied, You have said it. But when the leading priests and the elders made their accusations against him, Jesus remained silent. Don't you hear all these charges they are bringing against you? Pilate demanded. Put Jesus, but Jesus made no response to any of the charges. Much of the governor's surprise, praying the Psalms, respond in praise to the God powerful enough to speak creation into being. Respond in praise. Psalms 33, 1 through 11. Let the godly sing for joy to the Lord. It is fitting for the pure to praise Him. Praise the Lord with melodies on the lyre. Make music for Him on the ten-stringed harp. Sing a new song of praise to Him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy. For the word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything He does. He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. The Lord mercifully spoke, and the heavens were created. He breathed the word, and all the stars were born. He assigned the sea its boundaries and locks the oceans in vast reservoirs. Let the whole world fear the Lord, and let everyone stand in awe of Him. For when He spoke, the world began. It appeared at His command. 
The Lord frustrates the plan of the nations and thwarts all their schemes. But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. Proverbs 8.33-36 Listen to my wisdom instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my gates, waiting for me outside my home. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But those who miss the, me injure themselves. All who hate me love death. Amen. Amen. Okay. Commentary begins. The Psalms. It's an amazing psalm to praise the Lord, the Creator, who spoke these things into being. That's why we're supposed to speak at the Lord's direction, just like Jeremiah's prophecy it says and purchase the potter's field as the Lord directed so we have the Lord has a plan and a purpose for our lives so we are to speak what is that plan father here to say father what is the plan you have for me as you the Lord directs and you consistently ask him and he will he'll start to guide you the plan could be help a neighbor. The plan go to go sweep the uh, the leaves in your mom's house. The plans are plain. The plans could be big. But he has plans for us. Today's study, Matthew 26, 69 to 74, says, Peter's denial happened in stages. First, he pretended to be confused by the accusation. Then he swore no that he didn't know Jesus. Later, he swore a curse on himself if he were lying. Similar sins, sin is a series of gradual choices. It might start with confusion. I'm not sure whether it's wrong. Then we might affirm the first claim. I don't think it's wrong. Finally, we can reach a point where we embrace sin no matter what the consequences are. I don't care if it's wrong at this point, we reach a place where God's priorities no longer matters to us. If you recognize your reflection on this sequence of events, consider where you're headed. Peter wept bitterly because his heart was now miles away, even though he had declared, I will never desert you, Matthew 26:33. Only hours earlier, Today, no matter how many miles your heart has run, God is still present. Turn around and God will restore your restore you. Isaiah fifty seven fifteen. Amen. It's amazing how uh, Judas was filled with remorse. That was not repentance, I guess. All right, let's move on here. Um, I'm going to read uh, today's study on Exodus 33, 32, 4, and 5. 32, 4, and 5 says uh, something about, Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it. O Israel, let's skip on. Aaron saw, O Israel, these are the guys who brought you out of the land of Egypt. 
Okay, two popular Egyptian gods, Hapi and Hathor, were brought of as a bull and a heifer. The Canaanites worshipped Baal, their sacred symbol of power and fertility, also thought of as a bull. No doubt the Israelites fresh from Egypt found it quite natural to make a gold calf to represent the God who had just delivered them. Even though Israel had seen an invisible God in action, they were tired of a God without a face. They may even have believed that they were worshiping God. But in making this gold calf, Israel disobeyed the command God had given them. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind. Exodus 20 verse 4. Even if we do not make golden calves, we often try to make God in our image, molding Him to serve our expectation, desires, and circumstances. It becomes all about us, not God. We end up worshiping ourselves rather than God who created us. What do you think you deserve from God? What do you want that you think God should give you? What are, your, what are you facing that you want God to do something about? Are you serving God or are you trying to get Him to serve you? Amen. That's a beautiful outlook, a beautiful statement. I just want to do God's directive action for myself on a day-to-day -day basis to be able to help others. And God, in turn, helps me. I like it right here. With, let's see. Can God be sorry for doing something and then change his mind? Pretty good question. 34 times in the Old Testament, God is said to change his mind. 34 times. Or be sorry. What could this mean? Did he relent or did he have pity? Was he sorry or did he grieve? One thing is clear. God never repents of sin or moral failure. Because he is perfect. Numbers 23, 19. 1 Samuel 15, 29. He may decide to halt calamity or judgment that he initiated in response to prayers of repentance. Jeremiah 18, 7, 10. A human intercessor. Amos 7, 2, 6. Or with an apparent human mediation. Meditation. 2 Samuel 24, 16. On a few occasions, God is sorry about something he has already done, such as choosing Saul to be king, 1 Samuel 15:11. God is not admitting past mistakes. He is expressing anguish over lives gone awry. Theologians debate the degree to which God, who is all-wise and all-powerful, can change his mind. In the Bible, any language that refers to a change in God's mind reflects a human perspective on God's activity. Any change in God, therefore, is a change of human experience, Him, a reflection of His unchanging love, mercy, faithfulness, and holy will. It does not suggest a change in God's power, omniscient, foreknowledge, wisdom, or holiness. Amen. God is all-powerful. That's a beautiful question. I think right here is so important The uh, where Moses said uh, they tried to pacify the Lord and he said, we will not go unless you go with us. 
And then I, I like the way Moses appealed to God. He goes, I, I, I haven't seen you. I need to show me who you are. I need to put, and that's where God says, I am Yahweh. And it's amazing how God said, get before the crevice and the rock and I'll put my hand so you, my glory won't burn you up. And, and the Lord answered Moses by showing the back of his glory as he passed by. That's an amazing account. And it's like our cry too. I said, Lord, we can't see you. We see your glory in signs and wonders. We see your glory in answer prayers. We see your glory in shining faces. And the people are bubbling with joy and love. We see your glory, your miracle in people. We see your glory in the in the oceans and the animals. We see your glory in the children's eyes. We see you all around, Father. And we thank you for that. And we thank you for today's reading. Hallelujah. And bless your holy name, Lord. Amen and amen. All this talk about gold, gold, gold. Israelites were loaded with gold and good attire. Amen. Thank you, Lord.